the book of Revelation chapter 7 from verse 9. The Bible says, After this I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God who is seated on the throne and from the Lamb. Praise God. All of the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshipped God and exclaimed, Amen. Blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes and where did they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows, he said to me. These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they stand before God's throne and worship Him day and night in His temple. The one who sits on the throne will shelter them. They will not hunger or thirst anymore, nor will the sun or any heat strike them. For the Lamb who sits in the center of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of life, giving water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Praise God. Amen. And we have a scripture in the book of James. James uh, chapter 4 verse 7. So submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Praise God. And then verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Hallelujah. Let us pray, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you, we praise you, we bless you, we enthrone you. We welcome your presence once again in our hearts, Lord, and in our midst. We pray that you may speak to us, teach us something new that is going to help us to grow more in the knowledge of you, in wisdom, and to be transformed from inside out, to have our mind focused on you, our eyes fixed on you, for the greater glory of your name and for our own good. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we are looking at another scripture that is guiding us to what the Lord is teaching us um, as the topic for this meditation. <laughs> intentional, to be intentional, to remain is in His presence. So the topic is intentional, to be intentional, to remain, to be intentional, to remain in His presence. And as the previous um, podcast, we have been talking about the Lamb of God who was slain walking to the throne as a lamb that was slain. And then he took the scroll and he sat on the throne. He was given the mandate, all authority, all power, everything resting in him. And all this comes to him as a lamb that was slain. We see the humility of the Son of God, the humility of our God, the humility of Jesus. He did not just accept die, dying 
on the cross but he is really he is truly truly an, an example that we can look at and pray that the lord will help us that in the moments of our struggles and sufferings those are the moments that are the hardest and the toughest to actually remain at uh, as humble as we have seen the lord the, the lord do and we saw him on the road to Calvary, even through the experiences, the pains and the struggles he had to go through, he still remained as a lamb, as a humble, a lamb led to the slaughter as written in the book of Isaiah. And uh, we have seen him walk to the throne the same way. So the Lord reveals to us something very interesting, that he received authority and the greatest uh, plan, which was the scroll, was given to him as a lamb that was slain. The Lord received all authority and the greatest plan was revealed to him when he was given the scroll. Um, and he sat on the throne as a symbol of authority and his rulership, leadership, or um, reign with majesty, but still is a lamb that was slain. And uh, it is interesting because um, if this is what happened to Jesus, our Lord, our King, then definitely it is a lesson for us to learn <clears throat> because Jesus uh, walked on the road to Calvary for our sake. He died for our sake. So he didn't have to have gone through all these experiences, but he did all of them, embraced them, accepted them so that we can learn something new that is going to help us to grow um, in becoming like him so um, the Lord reveals to us that divine authority divine authority um, and the greatest of his uh, purpose or appointments upon our lives or the lives of all those who are called by his name, have embraced the cause, have accepted him and confessed him as the Lord uh, of our lives, then um, when we humble ourselves and we accept what befalls us, those moments that we cannot write off, that we cannot remove ourselves, that we cannot pray off, that we cannot remove from our lives, but those experiences, those um, uh, circumstances that come our way, that we know that only God has the power to remove or to give us the grace to go through when those moments show up in our lives but we choose to remain humble and to accept whatever those things are whatever befalls us for his sake the appointment comes in our lowest point when you feel like we are slain, when you feel like they are causing us to bleed, when we go through those moments that we feel like we are slain, like the lamb that was slain, that journey of Calvary, those moments that we feel like even our heart is bleeding because of probably the pain that is associated with those moments, the sufferings, the struggles that is connected to those moments, 
the anguish that is connected to those moments, the heartache that they bring to us, those moments, those moments, the lowest of the lowest of those moments humanly spoken of or seen or imagined or even visible, those moments, if we embrace them with humility and we embrace them because they have befallen us, we choose to have our attitudes transformed and we keep our focus on Jesus and unite ourselves with Jesus, then definitely out of those experiences, something greater will stream out of it. When we choose to focus on Jesus through everything, this is how we are united with him. And the fullness of who he is, is like photocopied or engraved in us. You know, like a tablet of stone that nobody can ever, something that nobody can ever take away from us. It is his divinity that is not just uh, manifested in us, but it is engraved. It remains in us. And um, this is for his glory. It is a choice. It is something that he does for his own name. It is for his glory. It is not anything that we can give of ourselves, but what we are just meant to do is to focus on him and to embrace um, the word of God and the truth of the word of God as we look at these situations in our lives and whatever else that will happen out of them, then it will be for his glory. Now, the challenge that we have is uh, to remain at these appointments. It is a divine appointment. It is a divine position for the glory of God to keep our focus on him and to treasure him in our hearts will help us to remain at these appointments. And we just read, um, other than the scripture in the book of James, reminding us that when we draw near to God, he draws near to us and submit to him and to to know that... Um, See, this is the word of God, that when we humble ourselves, then he exalts us. It is the reverse of how the human mind works. It is humility before God and the rest he does. You know, we don't have to worry about the rest. We read a scripture about a situation that happened that John recalls as he has written. And the focus on this scripture is the fact that and all those who are present, the Bible says, a great multitude. No one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. No one could count. And imagine the focus has also been uh, guided to us, just as we read the other scripture of Jesus walking to the throne, his glorification. Then the Bible says that they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, the throne and before the lamb wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands before the lamb now the interesting thing is that even after uh, the suffering that jesus had to go through here on earth um to the cross by dying on the cross his position 
did not diminish it actually increased when he was glorified and the great thing is um the name that he acquired through this sacrifice on the cross still remains and in fact it carries a greater uh, probably a greater weight and even though he's um, referred to as the lamb the lamb <laughs> it also carries different kind of meanings the lamb is innocence is like a little lamb a baby lamb yet the lamb that was slain so an innocent an innocent lamb was slain for the sake of all creation and uh, the fact that like a lamb he chose to embrace all this intense suffering and pain and everything is actually the climax of what Jesus did that is meant to transform not just our perception our mind but is meant to transform our lives completely so that when we go through different kind of sufferings and struggles we are reminded that the lamb of god was innocent yet he suffered he did not even open his mouth like a a sheep led to the slaughter he opened not his mouth he paid the price for our sin we are not innocent <laughs> per se because we are human beings we are sinners so we are born into sin and this is why jesus comes to die so that we can receive his salvation and be renewed and restored back to our original position but that means then when we are going through different kind of sufferings and struggles and pains of this life then we are reminded that what jesus did yet he didn't have to do it and he is the one who created us so what about us who actually deserve much of these sufferings we deserve because we have already sinned we have already sinned we keep sinning against him we keep failing him um so it means then it is a moment of reflection when we perceive uh, this aspect of who we are in him and to be assured that if he went through this process for us then there is nothing he cannot do there is no sin he cannot forgive there is no grace he cannot give we have to have faith in him according to what the word of god has said that for us to be able to experience victory in our lives victory in our thought pattern victory in our perception victory in every area of our life we have to be united with him and we have to believe that what it is that we are in need of he can give us now uh, the bible records that um verse 14 of revelation chapter 7 I said to him my lord you are the one who knows he said these are the ones oh there's a question that was asked verse 13 one of the elders spoke up and said to me who are these wearing white robes and where did they come from i said to him my lord you are the one who knows and i remember just as i read this verse there is a song that um, i know in my mother tongue that 
I'll just translate it. It says that um, when you are baptized, uh, we are we are baptized into becoming not just a child of God. So baptism is meant to cleanse us of our original sin and usher us in into the new life in Christ as God's own children. So we get a new name and we get a new position. We get a new place as children of God. So we receive a white gown, a white robe. This white robe is what we are meant to present before God when um, we appear to him. This is in our next life. However, because we are still human and we are still in this world, this white robe is tainted by sin. Tainted in different kind of seasons and moments that we find ourselves in that moment of weakness, that moments of sin, that moments of struggle. It is when our attitudes have been tainted. It is when our hearts and desires have been tainted and we treasure more of what is not of God. It is when we have our perception diverted from the heaven and the heavenly uh, things to the earthly realm. It is when our lives do not reflect Jesus 100%. And this is you and I. This is like this whole humanity. Only God is holy. No wonder even the angels sing holy, holy, holy. No wonder he revealed this to Isaiah. And when he saw, he knew and he said, Woe unto me, I have seen God. I am not going to live again. Because he is so, so holy that even the angels could not uh, easily um, explain this. So um, we had been told that when when um, it is spoken of, when the angel said holy times three, it means intense, like the, the that time it is intense, meaning that he is just so holy beyond our ability to express his holiness. Now, if God is this holy, if our Lord is this holy, then it means like what uh, Isaiah said, woe unto me. I am a man of unclean lips. Remember, Isaiah is one of the greatest prophets. And what did the Lord do? He sent the angel with the tongues to come and purify his mouth. Then he was made as the mouthpiece of God. You see, it is not anything that he could have done to be able to receive his appointment, but it is his recognition of the need of God in his weakness that he actually received mercy and was purified and given an appointment before the throne of God. Hallelujah. Now, the beauty of this thing is, when we recognize how holy God is, when we recognize who God is, who Jesus is, the position that Jesus has taken, when we recognize the position that Jesus has been granted, been given, you know, because of 
dying for us because of his position, then we can actually uh, rise up from every form of dust, of sin and shame. We can actually rise up and call Abba Daddy in the name of Jesus. We can receive anything that we desire in the name of Jesus. It has been given to us as a privilege and an opportunity to be able to ask in the name of Jesus and we shall receive. You see, it is in God's doing because he knows very well with our own humanness we have no capacity to maintain even the holiness to maintain even the anything to maintain anything that he has given us because we are just failures we are, we we, <laughs> we are human we are human meaning <laughs> that we are inclined more to sin but when we come to Jesus when we embrace receive acknowledge and confess Jesus everything changes Why? Because the secret is when he desires to dwell in us, he knows that this is the only way we are going to have victory over sin, victory over every kind of thing that tries to intimidate and oppress us in any way. So when we know the secret, when we embrace the secret, when we receive him and choose to have him, as the Lord of our lives, as the Lord of our hearts, to glorify him, to thank and praise him, to elevate our minds from our humanness to where God is. Then he takes over. Then he helps us. You see, we have seen that John is talking about those who are weary. Who are those wearing the white robes? And then he says, where did they come from? And the Bible says, I said to him, my Lord, you are the one who knows so the elders one of the elders spoke up and said to me the elder was asking John and funny that John is actually speaking to the Lord and then he says these are the ones who have survived the time of great distress they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb here the lamb comes again so this reference, this reference that Jesus has been given, <laughs> the Lamb of God, is just it's just not a reminder of what he did. It is a reminder of what he can do for you and I. We are all in need of the blood of Jesus. We are all in need of the blood of the Lamb to be forgiven, to be sanctified, to be purified, and to be restored in grace. You see, this is a white robe. This is the baptism that we received, that we are not able even to maintain it because we have our humanness in us. When Jesus shows up and the Lamb of God shows up on that cross of Calvary, it changes everything. We don't have to wallow in our sin, to wallow in bitterness and pain and struggle and shame, but we have to allow ourselves to rise above all these circumstances. Why? Because Jesus happened. Jesus died and rose again. So John said, um, they are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. Actually, the Lord said he's giving a reference uh, to who are these wearing white robes. You see, 
They are wearing white robes in the presence of God. They are wearing white robes in the presence of God who is holy, a symbol of holiness. But they did not just attain this kind of holiness. They also had gone through, he says, they went through great distress, great distress through struggles of this life, through pains, through heartache, through whatever it is that we could be experiencing in this world is actually is a distress is it becomes a distress in our spirit because these are the things that are trying to pluck us out of the presence of god where we belong where we truly belong where everything is you know we just receive like little children but these are the things that are trying to intimidate interfere with us pluck us out of this presence so it becomes like a struggle so jesus said the kingdom of god has suffered violence but the violence shall take it by force so we have to undermantly choose be conscious and then choose to remain and to remain in that presence of God. It means that we have to go through these moments of distress, these moments of being troubled in our spirit, like Jesus was troubled in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went on to do the will of God, constantly seeking him, constantly the struggle against sin. He said we have not even struggled against sin to shedding the, our blood. That is what the book of Hebrews says. But we have to know that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our lives for a reason. He went through all these processes and he overcame even death, even dying on a cross because when they crucified him, they thought that was the end. It was actually a new beginning. So what seemed to be like the end in our lives, all those painful moments and struggles that come our way that seem to seem, seem to it was like the end of something is actually a new beginning being birth is a new season coming into effect because Jesus is the one who commands he's the one who commands every season in our lives so every moment that we see different kind of things happening in our lives we have to make a conscious decision choose not to see them through our own physical human eyes because they can be deceiving you can see we might not see people you might see trees moving just like the blind man who was healed by Jesus, he was not able to perceive properly fast. So the second touch, the second thing is we have to allow ourselves to see situations through the eyes of Jesus. When we pray, Lord, open the eyes of my heart is because the heart has eyes the heart has eyes they are divine eyes and who wants to dwell in our hearts jesus wants to dwell in our hearts he wants to help us through every situation through every circumstance this is how he's gonna help us we have to rise above our humanity to meet with the divinity to be united with this divine presence his divine intervention his divine divine um uh, intervention in our lives to be intentional to remain before the throne we can only remain if we are intentional he desires but we have to allow our will to bow to his will his divine perfect will for us now even though they went through this time of great distress it was they chose not to remain in that distress this is a category of people that we have been talking about that chose to focus on Jesus. When we focus on Jesus, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we see Jesus on the cross. We see the glorified Lord, but we don't see him um, as with just majesty, even though he is a king of kings. We see the lamb. We can identify ourselves with the lamb who died for us because we know that we need, we need, we are in need of a savior every moment of our lives, every season. We need a savior to redeem us, to cleanse 
ancestors to purify us. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. So they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And this has given them an opportunity to actually rise above a higher level. So for this reason, the Bible says they stand before God's throne, worship him day and night in the temple. The one who sits on the throne will shelter them. It is a position, a position that is open, readily available for everybody who chooses to receive Jesus as the Lord of their lives, who chooses Jesus over everything else, who chooses to focus on Jesus and his divinity other than the worldly pleasures and the joys of this life, who chooses Jesus over and above everything that tries to intimidate and oppress us, who has made a conscious decision that no matter what we have to face each day of our lives, we know Jesus has the final say. We know what he cannot do does not exist. We believe that he will help us through every struggle because we know that he was a lamb. He is a lamb for a reason. He's already gone through every painful experience that we can even imagine beyond even what we can bear as human beings, but he had his divinity on, so he had the capacity to bear all that and still come out of it as gloriously as we know he did. He rose for that reason, so he can give us the power that we need, the grace that we need. So um, there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah chapter uh, 1 verse 18 that says, Come now, let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they may be crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this word. So we see, oh yeah, we see uh, some something about um, you see whatever it is that happens on the outside, it taints the image of God in us. And if it taints the image of God in us, then definitely our soul is tainted by the very same thing. And the reverse happens when that thing is removed, when we are washed by the blood of the lamb when we are sanctified by the blood of the lamb it means that also our heart is purified is sanctified it means also that our soul is sanctified and purified so before the throne of god then it will appear just like what we read here that's uh, the elder was asking who are these wearing white robes and where did they come from the white robe just does not appear but it is a symbol of holiness it is a symbol that uh, they have already gone through purification it did not come easily and the lord recalls by writing here he says um they survived the time of great distress so what are we doing here on earth <laughs> when you go through different kind of struggles sufferings pains heartache we have to survive through these things and it is also an indication that <laughs> ah, this is not our home we are just um, on a journey before the end of the journey jesus went through so much distress on the road to calvary we are walking on this road every day of our lives the question is do we choose to look at the situation 
and to allow the situation to dictate our future, to dictate our attitude, to dictate what is happening, to dictate our perception, or are we going to make a choice to do what the book of Hebrews has clearly told us? Hebrews chapter 12 to focus, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. To fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Verse 2. While keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and the perfecter of our faith, the author and the perfecter of our faith, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross. He despised his shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Consider how he endured such opposition from sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. You have not also forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons and daughters my son do not disdain the discipline of the lord or lose heart when reproved by him for whom the lord loves he disciplines his coaches every son he acknowledges endure your trials as discipline god treats you as sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline if you are without discipline in which all have shared, you are no sons but bastards. Besides this, we have our earthly fathers to discipline us. Praise God. I stop there. So, we are focusing on Jesus on the road to Calvary. He said already that these are the ones who overcame great distress. Great distress. They washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, and the promises have been given that for this reason they shall stand before God's throne and worship Him day and night in His temple. The one who sits on the throne will shelter them. They will not hunger or thirst anymore. They will, nor will the sun or any heat strike them. The Lamb who sits in the center of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of life giving water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes praise God no more tears the joy of the Lord shall be our strength in Jesus name so the Lord has promised what he will do for these ones who have um, gone through great distress but chose to wash their robes in the blood of the lamb it is not possible that they could have chosen without faith it is not possible they could have chosen to do that without focusing on jesus without allowing their minds their, their, to rise above this great distress so this word is speaking to us today to be able to wash our robes in the blood of the lamb and to remain in that place that place that place in the throne room that place of worship that place where 
all these promises have been given where we can worship god day and night there will be struggles definitely but we have to keep our focus it is not easy 24 7 to just worship for good things to just choose not to be manipulated by circumstances that are surrounding us and to keep our focus on jesus he is the one who gives us the grace in fact he says my grace is sufficient for you my power is made perfect in weakness so it means that every moment of weakness is not excluded in god's presence but it is a moment that we can actually bring before the throne of god when we choose to focus on jesus his power will be manifested in us and we will be able to rise above that situation this is how we receive grace it gives us the capacity to be able to rise above every situation that otherwise is meant to push us down or intimidate or oppress us but we have to also do something we have to put a work in it even these guys here that have been referred they are wearing white robes worshiping god day and night we have been told they have survived they have to choose to survive to rise above not to see the end but to have our hope held on jesus who is the other and perfecter of our faith the leader the other and the perfecter it means that whatever we need in between it comes from him it has to come from him we belong to him we are his we identify ourselves as children of god as we who are carrying the greatness of god in us because he's greater in us he's not greater out there he's greater in us because jesus died for us he chooses and he desires to dwell in us to live in us to make us as we are meant to be in him we are god's children for a purpose he did not just pay an installment of his holy spirit for us just for nothing no it was paid because he cares for us he loves us he desires that every day of our lives we rise up and rise above everything that tries to intimidate us and he's not leaving us to you know to do life alone to be able to deal with all these uh, things in our lives alone he intends to help us to embrace life the fullness of the life that he died to give us and this is what we read that no more tears because the joy of the lord shall be our strength when we cry we cry because we have received his love and when his love is flowing into our hearts it it i mean <laughs> it melts everything that is not meltable within us and of course tears will flow out but not tears of regret not tears of pain not tears of whatever it is you know because we feel oppressed we feel worn out we feel like there is no hope not tears of depression or stress but tears of joy praise god and he says that he will lead them to the springs of life giving water jesus said let he who is thirsty come and drink the life-giving presence of god is the spirit of god the life-giving presence of god is manifested in us when we have our hearts open to receive the holy spirit when we praise god automatically the holy spirit will stir in us the presence of god and we are encouraged and empowered through these processes so when we choose to embrace the word of god as it is then we be reminded that intentionally we choose to remain at the presence of god where the lamb of god is sitting at the right hand of god the lamb that that was slain for us a reminder constant reminder that he who he who we bear his name he who we belong to has already died for us he who we belong to he who gave life for us has already died and suffered for us so we cannot remain in the same place of suffering and struggle and pain and heartache the same mindset we cannot remain in the same place where um 
darkness still rules and reigns, the light of Christ is shining to allow his light to shine through every dark area of our life, to be transformed by his word, to allow our minds to be transformed by his word, to allow our mind, our hearts to be elevated from where we are to where God is, to look at situations through his eyes, to submit to him, to draw near to God. The closer we get to him, we see him as the Lamb of God and we come to know that we have to submit to him. It is the moments of our submission. It is the moments of our humility through every experience that comes our way, knowing and believing that Jesus went through these experiences, but he dared not to open his mouth. Complaining is not an option. Complaining causes us to remain in that position of powerlessness, in that position of pain, in that position of no change. But when we choose to remain before the throne of grace and mercy, we have chosen the best thing, just like Mary. So Jesus said to Mother, Mary has chosen the best option at the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus. We have chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus, to worship him, to exalt him, to thank him. We see him as he is from that position. We see him. I remember this song that has been sung. It says, Falling on my knees, I bow, bow down. Falling on my knees, I bow, bow down. And then it goes on to say, some things I can see until I bow. Some things I can't see until I bow. And it is true. <laughs> it is from the feet of Jesus that we are able to see him as he is. It is when we make a conscious decision to remain at his feet that there is a divine exchange that will be happening beyond our understanding, beyond our own capacity to comprehend as we remain at the feet. See the intention in our hearts is to remain at his feet. That is the main intention to draw near to God, to worship him, to thank him through every situation, through every experience. That is the intention. The Lord can see our hearts. He will judge our hearts and we will be blessed because of what he can see. When he sees the intention in our hearts, now the divine exchange happens when these moments happen in our lives and this is a divine encounter moment that happens that authority divine authority is granted to us spiritual divine authority is granted to us at that position divine appointment happens at that position and the the required grace 
the anointing that is needed to be able to execute that appointment happens at that moment but the intention was one to remain at his feet before his throne worshiping praising honoring him because we have come to know the secret that it is the lamb who sits on the throne a slain lamb so we have chosen not to allow any situation any circumstance any pain brokenness or whatever it is that could be in our life could be trying to pull us down pull us back distract us we have chosen not to allow those things to distract us again what are we gonna do focus on jesus focus on the lamb of god focus on the lamb who was slain for us you know and just do one thing What did the angels do when he sat on the throne? Worship began. Worship broke out in heaven. Let that worship break out in our hearts that we may worship him and acknowledge that he is worthy. He has purchased us by his blood, by his blood. Allow his blood to speak a better word in our lives by embracing what he did and doing what only God can do through us. Lay down everything at his feet and just honor him, worship him, acknowledge that we are grateful, Lord, for what you did acknowledge that you are grateful for the sacrifice he did on calvary even if at that moment we may not find many other things to thank god for just that one thing that it is a privilege and an honor to be found worthy to call the name of jesus to be found worthy to be in his presence receiving the salvation the redemption that he died to give us he did not have to but he chose to do it it is a sign of humility and submission to receive what god gave us freely what god gave us freely it is a sign of humility and submission to god to receive with with honor in our hearts that he died to give us we receive it lord it is a privilege that you have given us to be able to receive this life giving presence your presence in us your forgiveness for our sins your mercy and grace for us we did not own it we did not owe it we did not deserve it but you chose to give us for your mercy it is an honor before his throne to have an opportunity to open our mouth not to say bad things not to say negative things but to praise god and to say thank you jesus like the song sung by this lady saying thank you jesus for the blood of life Thank you Jesus you have washed me white Thank you Jesus you have saved my life Thank you Jesus for saving our lives thank you Jesus for giving us an opportunity to experience the fullness of your grace mercy and love the blood the blood that you shed on calvary tree 
Lord, we are grateful for this opportunity to hear this word. I pray that this word will remain in our hearts and transform us, Lord, in accordance with your will and your purpose for us that we may be changed to be just like you. Let this word not depart from us before you transform us. Lord, you have already said that your word will not will not return empty, but it shall do what you have spoken. Let this word that you have spoken to us, Lord, not return back to you empty. Let it accomplish what you have begun. We are an ongoing presence, an ongoing process in your presence. So we submit to you, Lord, and we acknowledge your mercy and your faithfulness and your grace. And we say, Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of life. Thank you, Jesus, you have washed us whole. Lord, we thank you. Help us to worship you through this day. Help us to worship you through every situation. Help us to thank you and to choose to exalt you above every situation and every circumstance. We praise you, we bless you, and we honor you. It is in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.